This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where you can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes, people such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are all heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those that have chosen to serve our society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here, you'll learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their purpose. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing, things that you could do to make some extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you'll learn from people like you that were working full time but still found the time to create a course grow a big team, create a coaching program, a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame their burnout that they were facing. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. Carpe diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. I'm your host and coach, Super Dave. Let's go. Uh, I just want to say, if you are a frontline worker, uh, first responder, fireman, police officer, nurse, anyone in the emergency medical profession, fireman, military, police officer, you're in the right place. And this episode is for you, my friend. I have Michael Collier. He falls into the fitness space, as you see. I, I don't know. You might only be listening, but I can see he's got this uh, sign in the background. that says midlife fitness. Yeah. And uh, we're both around the same age. And if you know me personally, you know I am heavily, heavily into fitness. Uh, we're going to talk about what I ate today. <laughs> we're going to talk about what you eat, eat today. Anytime okay. I see a guy, anytime I see a guy that's in really good shape, I always ask him, like, "Hey, bro, what'd you eat?" You have questions. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What do you yeah. What do you eat? Like, just give me like your regular day to day. What do you eat? Yeah. Because I know I that all the time. Because because I know that abs are made in the kitchen i met this uh guy that was like 70 years old and he gave me that quote and yeah. he's like he's like abs are made in the kitchen and i'm like i'm like i get it i know because i've been training my whole life and i was still gaining weight yeah. i was getting heavier and heavier and then i was just like i had to hire a nutritionist but uh, before we go into my story yeah yeah and i and i end up talking too too long uh <laughs> let's uh let's introduce you first Mike okay. Collier, tell us your story in three minutes, five minutes, how, minutes however quickly minutes. you could do it. Yeah, give me yeah, your whole life story. I don't story. like to talk about myself. So at, at 20 minutes, like, stop me. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So me, I've been, uh, I'm 50 years old. I've been a uh, police officer since I was, uh, well, I've been a police officer for 27 years. 27. So 27 years. Um, yeah, just turned 50, man. And and really, I mean, I've had a great career. Um, I'm currently uh, in, in charge of the training division and then a professional standards uh, division. Um, so I do all the training for the department, but I've been a, uh, I'm a sergeant, been a sergeant since 2006, probably our awesome. oldest living sergeant for a while. What state, uh, what state are you in? I'm in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I'm in cool. Michigan. Yeah. I work for a medium sized department. I think 62 sworn. Okay. 
All public right. safety. Um, so, and I've had a, a great opportunity to do a lot of different things uh, during my career from, you know, working patrol to, I worked uh, three years doing uh, undercover narcotics, training, SWAT, like everything, you know, it's been, it's been great. No complaints whatsoever. Did you um, have family, family on the job? Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not before me. Okay. No, I, I'm the first one. Yeah. The trailblazer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't even start in law enforcement. I started out in pre-law, which I'm sure a lot of, a lot of us do, you know, they, I started out, I knew I wanted to do some kind of be involved. And of course my parents pushed me to the attorney thing. So I, I started in pre-law, did a year's worth of philosophy classes and figured like, no, this, this isn't for me. So I figured I'd do something more practical. So I got into the law enforcement part of it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I was going to become a pilot and then I, uh, I figured becoming a cop was quicker and easier because I had to support my family. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to take some police tests and all the tests that I took, I scored well on. I, I yeah. scored in 90s on every test that I took. And I, I felt like they were common sense. Like I didn't know how yes. people didn't didn't do I, well. on. <laughs> I've always felt the same way. I've always felt the same way. And yeah. I always wondered how people failed the psych exam because I was like thinking back to the questions. It was questions like, do you hear voices? Do you have right. like regular conversations with yourself? And like, even if you do, you like, you don't say, yes, I, <laughs> I hear voices. Yes. Yes. I, I never understood how people failed the psychological exam because uh, the questions were so black and white to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's inconsistency. So they'll ask yeah. that same question like five different ways. And if yes. you give five different answers then you fail. So yeah. I know someone that recently took it. You and yeah. I, we took it two decades ago, but yeah, I know yeah. someone that recently took it and he said it was a four and a half, five hour exam. It's like they, they just, they pepper you with the same question and it's a 400, 500 question exam and then and then down just yeah 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 it bears you down and you're like (laughs) and if you don't answer consistently the same way all the way through like you said uh that's how people fail but the majority of people that fail in uh my area it's because of physical so that's the first test that they give to eliminate the the wannabes that the very first test yep. well first it's the written test you have to score well on the written test right. but after that it's the physical and that knocks out probably a, a large i was i'm going to say a large majority of the people yeah yeah i mean don't even get me started so i te- i also teach at the police academy so i see a lot of the recruit coming through right now and these days man it's it's, it's not scary great. It's, it's scary <laughs> yeah i'm just being real i mean it's not great and and I've never understood it. You know, I've been, you know, an athlete my whole life and, and I'll get into that like that time that I wasn't, but um, it's not, you know, I see these people come through and they like guys struggling to do like, you know, eight, 10 pushups, you know, oh my God. and it's not like you didn't know that this is coming up. It's not like right. you were told that morning that you got to do this PT test. Like you're supposed to be preparing and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's scary actually is what it is. It's really scary. So I've yeah. always really tried to take it by myself, you know, like I'm still working in the field. So those people coming through the academy right now, like it's in my best interest to make sure that they're squared away because they may be backing me up on something someday. You know, one I'm of sure. the things that they say when they go to orientation is please come to the academy in shape. It's not it said uh, it's not our job to get you in shape. You, it's your job to come here in shape Absolutely. and and we'll make you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so many people wait 
until the day of their test or, or the week or a month before. And then yeah. they say, okay, I'll start running now. And, and they find out that they're too far from where they need to be. Yeah. And I've worked with some new, with some newer recruits. I've worked with them to try and help them not unofficially. Like I'll just meet people at the gym or meet people at the track and work yeah. with them and just try to get them in the right mindset of, yeah, I love that of training, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, uh, what what does your off duty training look like? I, like, what are you doing? I you're working out at work. So, what are you doing when you're off duty? I am, I am. So, kind of like my story and like how I got into this thing is that you know, like I was in my, you know, like I said, I've had a lot of opportunity to do a lot of things at you know police department. So, and really like working undercover is kind of where it, it kind of started to fall apart because right around that time I was in my 30s got married during that time, had kids during that time. And I'd been an athlete like my whole life um, and was used to training, used to working out and everything. And then, you know, life happens, right? And yep. all that stuff just caught up with me. All of it hit the same time. You're not wearing a uniform anymore. You're not yep. wearing a, a duty belt anymore, uh, a vest anymore. And so the waist, to, the waist starts expanding. Things start to slide, man. Between that and hitting the, the buffet every day or, or just yeah. grabbing a bag, like, you know, while you're on surveillance, it just it's just a bad combination. Yeah. So I found myself, you know, by the time I got into my early forties, I was like 70 pounds overweight, wow. you know, and, uh, just felt trapped in my body, um, doing that thing where I'm not even like getting into the patrol car anymore. I'm kind of falling into the patrol car, you know, Yeah, yeah. and my duty belt was just hanging on just by sheer will, man. Like it was barely like, there was almost nothing left, you know, to, to hook it anymore. Oh my goodness. And, got winded by the time I got to the top of the stairs and just not in a, a good, a good place. And I just decided like, I'm just not, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm done with this. I need to make a change. And, and uh, so it took me a while uh, to figure it out, but changed my diet change. And what I found too, was that, you know, I was in my early forties, so I'd been training my whole life, but the stuff that I went back to, to try to get back in shape, you know, a couple of decades later, like didn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. And nor did I have time to spend two hours a day in the gym, you know, yep. because I had work, I had a family and I had to do all the things. And uh, so things just weren't working. So I had to find a new, a way to fit, you know, my fitness and my health into everything else in my life, you know, and, and figure that out. So let me share a screenshot. I was just going to ask you if you could share that screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How big, how in uh, November of 16, how big were you? So that's 261. 261 pounds. 261 pounds. And I'm, and you know what? Like looking back on it, a lot of people are like, I never even realized you were that big because I'm 6'1 and you a carry, pretty, like, you carry it well. Yeah. Athletic build. Yeah. So you could carry it. You could kind of hide it, you know? But yeah, that was me on the left. That's not with a vest on. So that you was look like me. a monster. You look like, I know, I you look know. like and a monster. I thought, I, was, I thought I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm still all right. I'm just bulking, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And then after, so then I lost 70 pounds. So then that's me on the right at, at uh, 191. 191. That, uh, yeah. So what is your ideal weight at 6'1"? Would you say it's like 190? Uh, I usually walk around like 195. right around. No, usually like between like uh, 200 and 208 typically. Okay. Where do you like, where do you like to be? Right around there. I feel pretty comfortable there. Um, so I'll show one more picture. You don't look like you're 200 now. No, I'm, I'm like 210 right now. Yeah. No, yeah. I meant you look, you look lighter. Oh, leaner. Yeah. Leaner. Yeah. 
Yeah, so here's my before and after without a shirt on to so get a better idea. Did you do a show? Did you compete? I did. Yeah. That's, so that's this, like that's like a show body right there. It you, is. You can't it is. maintain people think that you can maintain that look, but you can't you can't it's for not any meant period. To be. No, yeah, it's not meant to be. And that's the the crazy thing, right? Like, you know, that's me on the left, obviously, like the most unflattering picture I could find of myself. <laughs> and then and then me on the right. And this is on like the morning of a show. Yep. And I can yeah, tell that not, that's a show body. Yeah, yeah. That's the the spray it's tan. Per- it's it's like you're like you're perfect. Yeah, yeah. What that's what's the body sure. percentage? What's the body? Um, this is like under five percent. Right and a, oh at 187 God. pounds. So 187 and under five. I don't think I've ever been under 10%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. What do you yeah, walk around? Like, what's your body fat percentage like walking around on a regular? It's usually like, between like 10 and 12, typically. Okay. Yeah. So I'll take that off because I get tired of looking at myself. When All I right. got to <laughs> when I got <laughs> to my best shape ever, which was a couple of years ago, I had lost like 17 pounds and I was down to like uh probably 15%, may, maybe yeah. 11% body, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And I was looking the best. I, I like, you could almost see abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had a, if I had a real goal, like to step on a stage somewhere, then I probably could have got there, but yeah. I was doing it. I did it over a six month period and yeah. uh, I did it in a really healthy, healthy way. Yeah. I, was, I was working with a nutritionist and, um, the hardest part was recording what I was eating. That was the hardest part. Yeah. That, yep. that was it. Just like sitting down and it was like laborious, you yeah. know, it's like. It is. And, and you know, you don't have to, because I have my clients do it. So, yep. <laughs> and not everybody wants to do that. But what I always tell them, I, I kind of It depends on how motivated. It really depends on how motivated. If you're extremely motivated, you'll do it. You have to do it. And that's the thing. Like I always tell everybody, like my saying is if it's not measured, it's not managed. Mm-hmm. Right. People will that's say the, like, truth. oh, I, yeah, I eat pretty healthy. Well, what does that actually look like? And you don't yep. even really know until you look at it. And if anything, yep. it, teaches you, it teaches you like portion sizing. It teaches yes. you what four ounces of protein looks like, you know, yes. so you don't have to do it forever. Once you, once you get an idea and you're doing that logging and do it for like a couple of weeks or whatever, then you got an idea like, okay, yeah, I, I have, I know what I'm supposed to, I know what it looks like. Yeah. I did it for yeah. so long that I kind of knew about how like I could estimate it in my head and um but even that I started slowly picking up the weight again because yeah yeah yeah. because estimating and actually tracking are two different things yep absolutely yeah wouldn't you agree absolutely yeah and And, so I want to tell you I want to tell you what I ate real quick okay yeah tell me so uh every morning my breakfast is uh the same it's a it's a protein shake. That's a, it's pea protein. It's a hundred calories for the protein. Yeah. Um, and mango, just, I just take a handful. I don't actually measure it anymore. I used yeah. to measure it. Yeah. I just take a small handful, a half banana. And um, I've been using water or half almond milk, half water. Yeah. And um, the sweet, the, my sweetener is the EAA. Yeah, I put that in there and then I put an emergency packet. So that's like 30 calories for the emergency okay. packet. Yeah. I, so it has a very orangey, uh, yeah, you know, fruity, banana taste yeah, to it. Yeah. And that's about 350 calories all told. Oh, okay. and I put, oh, the uh, oatmeal. I also add oatmeal to it. So okay. good, the good, oatmeal good. adds an extra, extra, but the whole reason why I use the oatmeal is because I don't get as hungry if I add right. oatmeal. 
If yeah. I don't add the oats, then I'm looking for like a little snack afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's my breakfast. And then uh, my lunch was this uh, vegan pizza um, with like fake meat crumbles on it for uh, oh, the cat's at the top of the stairs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, that's 250 calories. And then I had uh, I had a shake from the gym and that was about 250 calories also. So uh it's five eight i'm up to about 900 calories nice and um and my goal is typically around 1800 if i can go lower than 2000 then i know that i'm doing good for the day okay but i'm 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 definitely not strict right now i'm i'm definitely not i just i have an estimate in my head and i and i weigh myself almost daily so like i i know if i'm going in the wrong direction then i need to break out the uh my fitness pal and start tracking (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely yeah that sounds good man that all sounds good what it what it what was your uh what was your breakfast what I eat. So I typically don't eat breakfast. So I do intermittent fasting. I do that also. So when I say breakfast, I really mean my first meal. Gotcha. Yeah. Is, is, is a shake and it's, um, and it's usually like around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So So what's your first meal? Yeah. I typically eat, um, like right around like, you know, 11 to six or like noon to seven or something like that. Um, so all I've had today, cause I, I haven't eaten that much. Um, but I had a uh, grilled chicken, like quesadilla with egg mm-hmm. on it, which is awesome. Um, and like I, I a few tortilla chips and then that's all I've had so far. Okay. So, so now that I've been home, like I'll, I'll, I eat a ton of protein. So I'm pretty like, I consider myself low carb. I've done all the diets, you know, as a nutrition coach, like, I think it's important to have done that just so I yeah. can speak about it. So you know, I, I've done paleo. I was vegan for a few months. I, you know, don't I was going to ask that. I was going to ask, have you ever tried? Cause that was a challenge for my nutritionist. He, uh, he's like, man, this is going to be, it was a welcome challenge, but he's like, this is going to be tough getting you enough protein. That's the uh, problem. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's he's that's like, this issue. is going to be, t- he's like, this is going to be tough, but yeah, uh, I can only, have, I can drink only a lot of so shakes. many black beans, man. I can only <laughs> eat so many black beans. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Everyone thinks it's everyone thinks it's salad and black beans, but you can also have um, tofu or tempeh. Yeah. Have you ever had the buffalo tempeh from Target? Yeah. 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 Really good. Yeah. 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 And and when I was doing it, I liked it. I really did. And and I would have stuck with it. And I may go back to it, but that was my issue too: is just not getting enough protein. And I don't. I'm not a big like supplement person, so I don't. You know, like doing a ton of shakes all the time. You know, I want to get get my nutrition from actual real food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a struggle, but I, I had a really good experience, man. Like my, I could tell my circulation improved, like just after like the first couple of weeks and my energy level was good and it was good. So what was the reason, what was the reason you went back to eating, um, chicken and fish? Uh, was it for the protein or was it just cause you missed those foods? It was for the protein. Yeah. Okay. Because I was very, like, I was on a ketogenic diet right before that. So I was ketogenic and I was only eating like chicken, eggs and cheese. And then I go to vegan, which I can't have any of that. And I like all that stuff. So I did between that and not getting enough protein. And I did it like a few years ago. So um, back then, and it hasn't even been that long, but, but uh, like the foods that have been available to vegans has like really improved just over the last couple of years, you know, it's growing like so fast, like all those options and alternatives weren't there when I was going through it. So like, you'd go to a restaurant 
especially here in Michigan, there's not a ton of vegans around here. So you go to a restaurant yes. and the, the, the choices are pretty limited and they're usually yes. not that great. And I don't like to um, do like meat substitutes and stuff. Neither, like that. Neither like, do I, but every now yeah. and then I will go to Burger King and get the impossible burger. I, yeah. I would say like once every three or four months, I start to crave it. Yeah. Um, but I do not like to have those meat substitutes no. too often either. Nope. It's, it's just, you're, 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 it's, this, it's so processed. It's like you're eating Doritos. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you might as well be eating Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also a form of veganism. Yeah. All that junk food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so. uh, me and my girl, we call that dirty vegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oreos, yeah. Oreos, and and Doritos are vegan. It's, it's vegan. It's vegan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We call that dirty vegan. So we try to eat clean, clean yeah. vegan. Yeah, I love it. How long did you do it for? I I was gonna do it just for a month, and I was just gonna do it just to test it out. So I have you know, so I'm familiar with the diet. Yep. Um, but it went really well, and I was I did it for three months. Wow. Oh, yeah. uh, like I'm on, it. I'm going on three years and, oh, wow. uh, but I just came back from Costa Rica and, uh, the four days I was there, I probably ate fish every single day Yeah, because, uh, I, I, that was my only protein source that was available. I wasn't going to eat, I wasn't going to eat steak and I wasn't going to eat chicken. Yeah. Um, but I did eat some shrimp, uh, salmon and some mahi mahi like every day I I, I was like, all right, I guess I'm eating fish today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now you're you know, like, if, there, if there's nothing, if there's nothing available, I'll, I will, I will survive. I always say yeah. I can find something on every menu. It doesn't yeah. matter like where I'm at. I can find something that I can eat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just got to be looking for it. You know, it's like the people that I work with, I'm always tell them like, you know, we talk about strategies about going out to eat and stuff like that. And I always tell them like, right, right off the top, like no French fries, because mm -hmm. French fries comes with everything, right? Yes. I always tell them like, no French fries, you got to ditch them. Always, always, always get a vegetable instead. And yeah. they're like, what, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do that. But you just have to ask. <laughs> it's like so foreign to them, because people are just so used to just eating whatever they get, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there's I, um... the options out there, but you got to look for them. And you got to, you got to try. I, uh, I, I love potatoes and French fries. Actually, sweet potato is my favorite type of potato. Yeah. And um, like I could live on a sweet potato and zucchini. Yeah. I, I could live on those, but I know that I need a protein source. So right, right, like, right. I literally could just live on a sweet potato, zucchini, switch it up maybe with some asparagus or, yeah. uh, or spinach leaves, but I could, I could live on that. I, I yeah. love sweet potato. I, yeah. Like I like it cubed. I like the slice. I like it baked. I'll, I'll yeah. eat it any kind of way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's what's yeah. one of your favorite dishes? Oh man. Uh, I have a chicken. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess chicken and rice with like uh, a veggie. <laughs> well, the thing that popped into my head was steak, 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 okay. steak and asparagus, steak and steak asparagus, and salmon, um, and asparagus, broccoli. I love all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, when you were competing, when you, how many times did you step on stage? I've only done it once. Okay. Yeah. And was it, was it like the week of, were you super cranky and uh, like tired and like yeah, sucked out? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you look really healthy. I mean, you look really good, but on the inside, like you are super unhealthy, super right. unhealthy, you know, right. like emotionally, emotionally, you're feeling, oh my gosh, just a wreck. And your right, hormones right. are all over the place. You're like, you know, you're so like low calorie and low carb that, that you think you're going to pass out at any given time. I mean, I we went to a, um, amusement park, like right around this time. 
and I wasn't even thinking about it. And the first roller coaster that we went on, I almost blacked out because I just oh wasn't even, I didn't even, I didn't expect that. Uh, but we start going down the first big drop and I, everything's closing in. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I know what this is. And I was done after that. But uh, uh, hold, but yeah, hold on feel- one second. I'm going to let the cat upstairs. He's annoying yeah, the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got kids and a wife and everything? I do. Yeah. I've got a wife been married 21 years. Or, yeah. 21 years and have a 18 uh, year old and a 16 year old. Okay. All right. Mine are grown. Uh, you wouldn't believe I'm a grandpa. One, oh my one, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I got a 28, 23 and 22 year old. And okay. uh, two of them have kids. So one is uh four years old and the other one is a one month old. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Girl, girl and a boy. Um, that's they awesome. call me Papa cause I'm too young to be grandpa. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, but I'm I'm really really like everything that I do I it, I think about their future and I think about like even when I step away from the job like I still feel like I need to be as successful as I can be so that I can start them on a good path and buy them a house and like yeah. that that's my dream is to buy each one of my kids each one of my sons a house and yeah. then maybe each one of their children a house you know yeah. if if I'm still that's around awesome. I think I'll be around for another 100 years I tell them Dude, I have always said the same thing. I keep telling my wife, like, I'm going to be 150. I said, maybe 120, <laughs> but 150. And I just always talk like that. And she, like, thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, I think it's these, possible, man. I it, think it's possible. It is possible because with these supercomputers, uh, we're going to see advancements of health. Yeah. Like, in, in our generation, it's going to be night and day. Yeah. In in our generation, like if you just look at what they're doing right now, since do you, are you familiar with ChatGPT? No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I've been here. It's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. So it got it got bigger than Facebook and Instagram, faster than both of those combined. Yeah. And since it's been out, uh, in March, two thousand new AI programs have been created, and some of them have been created by computers. So yeah, like things are just moving so fast now crazy. that like you're going to see these advances in health. It's going to be like, I think it's going to extend, it's going to extend our life. Some people are afraid of tech, um, the Western culture, but the Eastern culture embraces it. Like in all of their films, uh, AI and androids are the friends of humans. Like they enhance our lives, but in all of our films, they take (laughs) over, they cast the Terminator. Yeah. 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 They use us. They use us as battery packs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, absolutely. If you could go back and talk to your 18 year old self, um, what three pieces of advice would you give that guy? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Um, man, that's a great question. I would tell him to always take care of himself, right? Because um, like I said, I would have like avoided that whole like time when I was really unhealthy. And yeah. Although, you know, it, it was a blessing because if none of that would have happened, like I wouldn't be where I am today. Yep. It really wouldn't. So I, I really don't have any, I guess I don't have any regrets there. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think I would tell him to do anything different. I really- Well, not that you would change anything. Yeah. But, but what would I tell him? What would you tell them? Trust your instincts. Always. So I, I, so like the one thing I would tell my 18 year old self is 
start buying as much real estate as you can. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, and uh, and don't ever sell anything ever. Yeah. Hold on to it forever. Like that's yeah. the one thing. I, I'd be in such a different place now if I I had this extra house. Would, yeah. I had this extra house back in oh oh five to 07 and uh i had one bad tenant that i had to get out it took like three or four months they did it on the quicker side because of okay. uh you know what i do and yeah, yeah. my connections you know so yeah yeah uh they did it on the quicker side out of courtesy but um i had such a bad experience that i couldn't pay two mortgages so i had to sell off that house quickly right and looking back I would have scratched and scraped and did everything that I could to hold on to that second house because yeah. I would probably would have had three or four now right. versus just the one instead yeah. of uh, like it was now I'm like starting over not that I'm like this big real estate mogul and like yeah. I want it, but I do want to have a hundred doors one day, you know, yeah. that's one of my dreams to that's have a hundred awesome. doors and, uh, and speak on stages and yeah. coach people, coach people from, from home, from my basement, you know? Yeah. Do you coach people now? I do. I do. Yeah. How do they find you? So, um, really like social, I don't do a ton of like advertising really. Um, but most of my, so my, my whole tribe is like midlife people, right? I mean, midlife yeah. fitness, that's yeah. the name of my company. So yeah. it's all like, you know, people, midlife, uh, people that have jobs, have, have families, like have all the other things that they're trying to do and have kind of you know, whether they were an athlete at one point in their life. And then just like with what happened to me, I mean, that's why I do it. Cause I lived that, um, uh, whether, you know, they lived that, like, you know, like that and found themselves like falling out of fitness or, you know, having to rediscover it. That's the people that I work with. Um, and the majority of them are first responders. They're mostly, you know, police officers, firefighters, dispatchers, like paramedics. I mean, that's my, that's my crew. I mean, I know those yep. people. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I live that life. So I, I understand the struggles. I, I understand like all the things and, and, uh, you know, the only thing that's open at nights is gas stations and you're forced to eat that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I live that life. So those are the people that I, that I resonate with. And, and those are the people that I want to serve and, and help the most. And because I realize like the importance of it, right. Like looking back on it now, you know, I've seen so many of my, and I'm sure you've seen it too, like being in fitness, you know, your whole life, you've seen those people that you came up with, that you may have gone to the academy where everybody came up together and they're just in a bad place, you know, they're, yeah. whether they're like, you know, on medication now, or they've had strokes or heart attacks or, or, you know, a lot of them put on weight, you know, and I, I think I, my goal has always been to get hired and retire with the same gun belt. Yes. Period. Yes, right. Yes. I mean, that, that should be the goal. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's definitely an achievement that very, very few people can say that they can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My waist is still around the same size as when I first came on and I, I maintain the same amount of weight. Like as soon yeah. as I start seeing the scale go up, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta trim back the snacks Yep. and yep. I got, I gotta tighten up for a little while. Yeah. Like uh, right now I'm not, I'm not happy with my weight. I'm, I'm close to uh 160. I'm like 159. Okay. And my ideal weight is uh 150, 147. How tall are you? I'm five, three. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a muscular, a muscular five. Yeah, three. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, uh, 
on the charts it says that i'm obese you know like i'm but i'm definitely i'm definitely that you can't go by, i mean that's yeah you can't go by i'm the i'm obese i'm i'm overweight too even when i was when i was a stage lean i i finally fit my bmi <laughs> but other than that like i haven't fit it since high school and I like just, we said you can't maintain that it's no it's like it's, it's not, not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not meant to be maintained. It's not meant to be. It is very specifically like you're training for a three hour block, you know, of being on stage and that's it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. really it. Did you play any sports in high school? So I, uh, the only sport that I really did was karate, um, okay. my whole life. Yeah. Right. So I, I started when I was 12 and then, uh, yeah. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started when I was 12. Um, in taekwondo like every other little kid yeah. starts and yeah. then from there kind of branched out and then got in got into competition uh, so once i started getting into competition like i i fought in like uh, amateur athletic union and and uh national level competitions junior olympics all that stuff so uh joe rogan talks about his taekwondo experience and how he was you know competing at a high level yeah and um then he trained with like some karate guys and some Muay Thai guys and got hit yep. in the face. And he's like, Whoa, uh, you know, Taekwondo, it yeah. teaches you great distance management, yep. but not as much as karate does like karate. Right. They actually throw strikes to the face. Yeah. So the first yeah. time I was sparring with a guy that was like a, a black belt in karate he was so fast with his in and out like you and I, I think we talked yep. about Machida, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that made Lyoto Machida so special was his speed and distance and timing of his, his in and out also GSP. Yeah. That's what made him such a great grappler, even though he ne never wrestled in high school. Yeah. He, his timing was yep. so good. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. I think that's, the, that's what karate gives you that, that, that timing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That, that in and out, that in and out. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. So I started in Taekwondo and then we moved into karate and, and we just, but I trained with like, with boxers, you know, with, with dudes doing judo, like all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, we were yeah. doing, this was years ago. This is before like MMA was a thing. Like we were uh -huh. doing MMA before it was, they put a title on it. Yep. Yep. And we would just brawl, man, just brawl. I remember <laughs> fights where you know, we, we'd end up like, you know, my instructor's like sitting on my chest, just pounding my face into the ground <laughs> or, or I've got like my, my, my foot on his throat or something. And it's just, yeah, we just battled, but, the, and, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, I mean, you learn so many lessons. All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story, and I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just, just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at David Leith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.